Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the teachings of Pastor Michael Lance from Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. It's our goal to reach out with God's truth to all people. Remember, you can learn more about Pastor Michael, the church, how to donate, how to contact us, and the podcast available on your favorite podcast app when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael Lance in part three of his study in Revelation 16 called Pouring Out the Bowls. I heard the angel of the waters. First, it starts with an angel, Revelation 16, 5, who said, Righteous art thou who art and who wast, O holy one, because thou did judge these things. For they, 16, 6, poured out the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink. They deserve it. Wow. I know some of you are a little bit shocked by that response by the angel. But that's what the angel says. Good. They spilled the blood of your people. Now give them blood to drink. I don't know how that's symbolic, by the way. And so you can see that God is giving back to them what they deserve. They poured out the blood of saints and prophets. Jesus, when he looked over Jerusalem, says, which of the prophets did you not stone that were sent to you? Which of them did you not kill? You shed the blood of righteous, of the righteous uh, blood on the earth from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Jesus said, you've done this all along and it hasn't stopped. And I heard the altar saying, Yes, O Lord God, the Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. Now, is an altar speaking? I heard the altar say. Everybody turn back to Revelation 6 for a second. This was the fifth seal we looked at way back as we were studying the seals in Revelation 6. In verse 9, we looked at the fifth seal, and here's what it says. When he broke 6-9, the fifth seal... I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and because of the testimony which they had maintained. And they cried out with a loud voice and said, How long, O Lord, holy and true, will thou refrain from judging and avenging our blood on those who dwell on the earth? And they're told to rest a little while longer in verse 11. Notice they are souls underneath, verse 9, the altar. And then in 16.7, the altar says, maybe these same people say, yes, O Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are your judgments. Is it wrong to want just judgment? Apparently not. Sometimes we think it's wrong to think thoughts that justice can be correct. It's not wrong. In fact, God is just. Now, God is extremely patient. And God gives mercy. And all of us who know Christ tonight have not gotten what we deserve. We deserve justice, but what we got was what? Mercy. (laughs) Praise God. And when Jesus came to the planet, that baby that we will celebrate, born in Bethlehem on that starry night, when he came to the planet, he came to save us. That was his mission. But there there are those who will just reject him. And the fourth angel, 16.8, poured out his bowl upon the sun. 
And it was given, it was given to it to scorch men with fire. I will say that if you think about sin, sin is like a sore. It, it will make us sore. And sin also burns us. Can a man take fire to his bosom and not be burned? Proverbs 6. Men were scorched with fierce heat. And we're going to see their response in a second. But can you imagine having these terrible boils and then the sun begins to scorch you while you have the boils still? Wow. Brutal. And the response of these people is that they blaspheme the name of God who has the power over these plagues and they did not repent so as to give him glory. Now, wouldn't the boils and the scorching sun be enough for you? Wouldn't it be enough for you to say, okay, God, I'm sorry. By the way, these people know the source of the plagues. They don't have to wonder. They're not trying to figure it out. God is the one judging them and they know it's God. And yet their response is still what? Blasphemy. They vilify God. Blasphemy is a term that means to vilify God. It means to curse his name. And it goes on every day. There are people who will worship the sun, the moon, the stars, the oceans, and you name it, but they won't worship the creator of the sun, moon, and stars. The ancients worshiped the sun. They worshiped the sun god, Ra, and they worshiped Apollo, and they worshiped all of this stuff. And today, they still do it. They still do it in witchcraft and environmentalism. They talk about more about Mother Earth than they do Father God, Right? They say, the universe did this for me. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know how the universe can do anything for you. Does the universe now have personality? <laughs> Apparently. The universe is sending me some good vibes today. No. The universe testifies that there is a God. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they are pouring forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. People in the world are bombarded every single day just by creation alone that there is a God. Every day, creation pours forth its message that God is alive and well. And the fifth angel poured out his bowl upon the throne of the beast and his kingdom his kingdom is one of darkness, so it's appropriate that it became darkened. The sun first is too hot, and then it becomes darkened. And they gnawed their tongues because of the pain, because of pain. And they blaspheme God. They blaspheme the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores. And they what? They did not repent of their deeds. Jesus talked about people who end up under judgment, and they are gnashing their teeth. These people are gnawing their tongues. Have you ever bit your tongue before? Oh, it's not pleasant. How many of you watched Yasiel Puig lick his bat throughout the playoffs, the baseball playoffs? How many of you saw that? It, it, apparently, yeah, ultimately it did not help, although he did get a lot of good hits. But the commentators were even saying, boy, that just doesn't seem very <laughs> cleanly. <laughs> I don't know what the word is. <laughs> so everybody was looking to the beast. Hey, he'll be the light. Who is like the beast? Who can defeat him? And then all of a sudden his kingdom goes dark. 
And all of a sudden people, they have all of these issues and it's coming from God and they blaspheme him. The sixth angel poured out his bowl upon the great river Euphrates, the Euphrates, and its water was dried up that the way might be prepared for the kings from the east. All kinds of conjecture about the kings of the east. And I cannot tell you emphatically who they are, but the river is dried up and it makes the way possible. And I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon. Who's the dragon? Satan. Out of the mouth of the beast. Who's that? The Antichrist. Out of the mouth of the false prophet. Do you see the unholy trinity here? Satan's always trying to, you know, duplicate the work of God. So you have the dragon, Satan. You have the beast, the Antichrist. You have the false prophet, the unholy trinity. And from them come three unclean spirits. Perhaps from each of them is the idea. And the unclean spirits are like frogs. Now, I don't know how many of you like frogs, but uh, frogs are pretty slimy, pretty uh, croaky. (laughs) And one of the plagues in Egypt was a plague of frogs. You remember that plague of frogs? And at that plague, Moses came to Pharaoh and said, hey, we'll change it up a little bit, Pharaoh. At your word, the frogs will go away. Just say the word. When do you want the frogs to go? Do you remember? You remember the Pharaoh's famous response? He said, tomorrow. Just one more night with the frogs. (laughs) I've become used to little froggy sleeping next to me at night. I got a little blanket. I knit it for him. In fact, I'm starting to go to sleep to the rivet, rivet, rivet. (laughs) Getting used to it. Wow. Plague of frogs. What are these? What are these spirits? These are actually spirits of demons. What are they doing? Well, they're performing, they're performing signs. They go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them together for the war of the great day of God the Almighty. Here's the message. These demonic spirits going out from this unholy trinity go into all the world to the leaders and say, hey, it's time to fight God. After all, this is what we wanted all along. We wanted to supplant him. We wanted to usurp his authority. Authority. We've been told that we're gods, right? We just don't realize it, but we're gods. We need to sit on our thrones. And in order to get to where we want to be, if we can kick him out of the universe, let's just... Fight God, because this is what it's all been leading to anyway, right? We'll just, we'll just have a fight with God. Can you imagine that? Did you know your arms are too short to box God? Right? But people are going to try. And from the unholy trinity, the message will go croaking out into the world. Here's the message. Come on, let's fight God. Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Hey, Let's get together over here. Bring your best weapons and your strongest men. We'll fight God today. Rivet, rivet. (laughs) What What are you talking about? You'll fight God. But, But wait, wait. People fight God every day. Wait, do you fight God? Well, no, I, I don't put on my boxing gloves, if that's what you mean, Pastor Michael. Oh, you may not, but you may be fighting him in a lot of areas of your life. How's that going for you? 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. You can now listen to Walk in Truth with Michael Lance wherever you go and whenever you want. That's because Walk in Truth can now be heard on your favorite podcast app. Apps like iPodcast, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and much more. Simply open up your favorite podcast app and search Walk in Truth. Make sure you subscribe so you'll know when a new show is available. Thanks for listening and partnering with Walk in Truth. Hey, Shane Lance here, and I wanted to take a quick moment and encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called A Step Closer. This is a quick read from Scripture with a little bit of commentary, and it's a great way to keep you growing in your walk with the Lord. In our crazy society right now, with all the things we jam-pack into our schedule, I'll be the first to admit that sometimes it's hard to find time to study God's Word. But it is so important as we grow in our relationship with the Lord to study His Word. It's such a vital aspect to our walk. You can text "step closer" as one word to 33222. Again, that's "step closer" as one word to 33222. We really believe here at Walk in Truth that this can be a great instrument in helping you grow in your relationship with the Lord. So once again, we'd encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called "A Step Closer," and you can text "step closer" as one word to 33222. Make sure you subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Now. Back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. If we can kick him out of the universe, let's just fight God, because this is what it's all been leading to anyway, right? We'll just, we'll just have a fight with God. Can you imagine that? Did you know your arms are too short to box God? Right? But people are going to try. And from the unholy trinity, the message will go croaking out, into the world. Here's the message. Come on, let's fight God. Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Hey, let's get together over here. Bring your best weapons and your strongest men. We'll fight God today. Ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> what? what are you talking about? You'll fight God. But, but wait, wait. People fight God every day. Wait, do you fight God? Well, no, I, I don't put on my boxing gloves, if that's what you mean, Pastor Michael. Oh, you may not, but you may be fighting him in a lot of areas of your life. How's that going for you? I had lunch with a young man today, and he was telling me about a situation. I won't go into the detail, but he was warning a friend about a situation, and he said, look, he goes, Look, if you do this, do you want to be that guy? And he said, Pastor, I have figured out a simple way to keep myself from a lot of giving in to a lot of dumb temptations. I just asked myself, do you want to be that guy? <laughs> Isn't that great? Do you want to be that girl who does something dumb and splits up your family and that family and messes up this and that and does this and that. And for what? Do you want to be that guy? More to come on Sunday on that one. And so we have a parenthetical statement in parentheses, just a little reminder as you read, behold, I'm coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and keeps his garments lest he walk about naked and men see his shame 
Kind of like a warning, also with an encouragement. If you're reading the book of Revelation, hang in there. This is what's coming. Behold, you're going to be blessed. Just stay awake. And they, well, all the people that heard the, the croaking of this deceptive message, they gathered them together to the place which in Hebrew is called Har Megiddon. Literally means the mountains, the mountain of Megiddo, but it's also called the Valley of Estralon and the Valley of Jehoshaphat. And I'll, I'll, I won't take you there tonight for the sake of time, but Joel chapter 3 would be an interesting chapter for you to read. Let me just give you a few verses. It says, Behold, in those days and at that time, Joel 3, 1, when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. Then I will enter into judgment with them there on behalf of my people and my inheritance Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and they have divided up my land. They have also cast lots for my people. You can read the rest of it later. Read to the end of the chapter and you'll see something interesting. Today, if you go to Israel, you can see the valley of Armageddon or Armageddon. It's this huge valley. Many wars have been fought there. And the last war, the famous battle of Armageddon is where we're leading to now is going to be fought in this location. The seventh angel poured out his bowl upon the air. 17, and a loud voice came out of the temple from the throne saying, it is done. In them the wrath is finished. We read that in 15.1. It is done. It's a completed action with ongoing results. And there were flashes of lightning and sounds and peals of thunder. There was a great earthquake such as there had not been since man came to be upon the earth. You could read Hebrews 12 and Haggai 2. So great an earthquake was it and so mighty. It's the strongest earthquake ever. Don't know how that can be symbolic. The strongest earthquake ever. It was so mighty. And the great city, which may refer to Jerusalem, was split into three parts. And the cities of the nations fell. And Babylon the Great was remembered before God to give her the cup of the wine of his fierce wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. If you look at uh, Revelation 20, verse 11 for a second, some similar language says, I saw a great white throne, 2011, and him who sat upon it from whose presence earth and heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. And a final verse, and I know it's about all you can take. So here it is. Revelation 16, 21 says, And huge hailstones, about 100 pounds each, came down from heaven upon men. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, because its plague was extremely severe. Now, the language, this, this Greek language here is not particularly precise, but it does give you a window between about 90 and 135 pounds. There's your window. Now, if you've ever been in a hailstorm and <clears throat> hail has hit, hit your automobile, <laughs> you, it's not a pleasant experience. I was on a golf course one time in a hailstorm and they had a little shack that we pulled our golf cart into. Um, it's not smart to play golf in any kind of storm because if you have that seven iron and you go up like this, <laughs> it can happen to you. But anyway... Can you imagine hail, 100 pounds each, coming down? Is there anything that's ever happened like this? Maybe there's been some record hail in some different locations. You could look up some articles on it.
But this is probably the closest I can think of is what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah as fire and brimstone was flowing down as God was judging that area. Let me just say this. At the end of Revelation 16, aren't you glad you're a Christian? Amen. <laughs> Amen. And if you're not a Christian, may I just encourage you to become a Christian? Because Jesus saves us from the wrath to come. And holy and just and righteous and true are his ways. And one day he will judge the world in righteousness. He will give every benefit of the doubt, every warning he can. He's been extremely patient, but one day the day of reckoning will come. And then after the wrath comes what? New heavens and a new earth where righteousness will dwell. We'll have that time of the golden years, but first this will come. Father, we come before you. We're grateful to be your people. Grateful that you are going to make a right and just judgment. And we can especially appreciate this in the light of recent happenings in our own world, sometimes uh, in our own country and sometimes even in our own state. And Lord, uh, we don't celebrate the demise of anybody, but we know there's going to be a time when we will say, righteous and true are your judgments, O Lord. And the good news is righteous and true are your judgments always. You always judge righteously. Will not the judge of all the, of the, all the earth do what is right? You will. And we thank you for that. While we have a window, we don't know when these events will happen, Lord, and it could be way far in the future. But whenever they happen, Lord, and until they happen, it is our desire to be pleasing to you, to live our lives with the joy of the Spirit, the love of Christ, and with the good news of the gospel. And we do pray that you'll help us, Lord, to be busy about your business. If you're not a Christian tonight, I would just encourage you, believe on the person of Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Trust in him and him alone for your salvation and know that Jesus took the wrath of God at the cross for you so that you wouldn't have to suffer this stuff. And how grateful we are, Jesus that you took that wrath at the cross. You endured the shame. You endured the pain for us. And we're so grateful for that love. And I pray that that love will cheer us on as we live our lives for your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Michael Lance on Walk in Truth. This has been part three of his teaching in Revelation chapter 16, Pouring Out the Bowls. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment, but I'd like to remind you that Walk in Truth is a program mostly supported by some of our church members. We are grateful for their support, but this is not something they can carry on their own. There is a lot that goes into the production of this program. Paying for airtime is a large portion. Then there's studio time, editing, our website, and of course the small staff we have. Walk in Truth has a pretty big budget, and we would love to make our way to be financially supported by our listeners. To be 100% financially supported for a budget year, we need $168,400. We do need your help to get there, but for now, we are trying to raise funds for $30,000. If you are looking for a ministry to support, please consider Walk in Truth. You can visit walkintruth.com to learn how to donate online or by mail. That's walkintruth.com. It's our goal not only to provide the truth of the gospel on air, but also to give everyone a safe place to learn how to apply God's Word in today's culture so counter to His ways, like with our 633 events that Pastor Michael will tell you about now. 
Hey friend, this is Pastor Michael. I'd like to invite you to a very special event at Living Truth. It's called 633. It's on September 29th at 633 in the evening, a special Sunday night service with J.P. Moreland, top-notch philosopher really in the world in theology and also even has a degree in chemistry. He's going to tell us about a personal journey he went on where he dealt with stress, anxiety, and depression, what he learned about that personal journey and how to overcome it. It's called Finding Quiet, and we'd love for you to join us. You and your family come out to this event September 29th at 6.33 in the evening. You can find out information and directions when you go to the website at walkintruth.com or download the Living Truth app in your app store. Look for the red logo with the pillars and come out and join us for 6.33 on September 29th with J.P. Moreland. Finding Quiet. It's going to be an awesome evening. Make sure you join us. Again, please consider supporting us in our mission to strengthen, equip, embolden, and encourage the body of Christ and those seeking answers. To give online, visit walkintruth.com and click the Donate button at the top. That's walkintruth.com. If you'd like to mail in your donation, please make your check or money order out to Walk in Truth. Our mailing address is Walk in Truth, P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. That's Walk in Truth, P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. Be sure to come back tomorrow to hear part one of Pastor Michael's study in Revelation 17 about the judgment of the great harlot. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. It's our goal to reach out with God's truth to all people.